Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Lucky me, so lucky you. I'm sitting here in this tiny corner of the USA, and I have contact with musical muses and musicians all over the country, leading me to wonderful music and incredibly talented performers from coast to coast. I followed my nose to Leslie Evers in Palo Alto, California, and she pointed me way across the country to Joe Newberry, and I'm so glad she did. Joe has waited much of a rich, full life to go full-time at music. I'll let him tell you how he went from decades of part-time at the craft to a full-soul dedication to the work of his heart, fingers, and throat. You'd likely call the songs he writes something between old-timey, bluegrass, spirituals, and torch songs, and more beyond that. The point is, he's gifted, and today, courtesy of Zoom technology, Joe Newberry is bringing us all the gift of music from Raleigh, North Carolina. Joe, I'm really looking forward to this visit today for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. It's such a treat to go through your back catalog and listen to these interviews, and I love the one with Leslie Evers. She is such an amazing and sweet person, too. How did you connect with her? I was at the Folk Alliance with my music partner, Mike Compton, I guess in 2016. And in one of those long hallways at the Folk Alliance, in what I call the Hall of Desperation, where people are trying to get somebody to hire them. So you walk by these hotel rooms and there's people just emoting their tails off. Leslie knew Mike from a long time ago from the bluegrass scene. And Leslie came up to us and said, hi, Mike. And he said, hi, Leslie. And she said, I'm Leslie Evers. And I said, how are you, ma'am? She goes, I'm rotten. I said, oh, I could tell that from the minute you walked up. She came to the showcase that we were doing, and we were fast friends from that moment. And then she was at the Folk Alliance to share her music, and I heard her music. I heard her writing, and I heard her singing, and then listened to her play guitar and, and also banjo, and I, it just knocked my hat in the creek. So uh, how long have you been doing music? I know at one point you were a public information officer. So has music always been your day job, your night job, your night and day job? When I was just uh, out of college, I dropped out of graduate school, moved to Arkansas to play the banjo at the Ozark Folk Center in Mountain View, Arkansas. It was the only wry chuckle that I've ever heard in person. It was from my father. I said, Dad, I'm going to move to Arkansas to play the banjo, and I'm going to drop out of graduate school. And he went, <laughs> well, Sandra, <laughs> for a minute there, I thought you said you were going to drop out of school and <laughs> move to Arkansas. Yes, Dad. That was a hard conversation. But time moves one way, and I left Arkansas, went back to Missouri for a while, and then came to North Carolina basically on a whim. And I became one of those guys that would play music as hard as I could Thursday to Sunday. I'd work during the week, but on the weekends, I would either be driving or flying someplace almost every weekend to play. 
in the fall of 2015, I got an email out of the blue from Jerry Douglas and Allie Bain of the Transatlantic Sessions. And they said, we'd like you to come be on the Transatlantic Sessions tour of the UK. Wow. I could not get that out of my head. I went to my wife and I said, I really don't want to turn this down. I really want to see if I can go full time and play music. And she said, book six months worth of work and go. And that's what I did. So my first full-time gig was the Transatlantic Sessions Tour. It was a, a fun way to start a full-time music career. You know, Thomas Jefferson said, I am an old man, but I'm a young gardener. So you've done a lot of music with a lot of different people. Mike Compton, all the people in Big Medicine. Do you just pick up folks as you go along or do they pick you up or are you just standing uh, waiting on the side of the stage and they say, come on in, Joe? My musical life has been mostly one of, it's almost like Lou Gehrig said, I'm the luckiest man on the face of the earth. I'm so lucky with the people who I've been privileged to play music with. I don't play much in bands anymore. The duo form is something that's easier to travel, and it's, and, I, and I like the duo form. When I played with bands, I played with a band, Big Medicine. We played all over the world, playing old-time music and veering a little bit into bluegrass. When Jim Watson, Tommy Thompson, Bill Hicks, and Mike Craver started the Ray Clay Ramblers, that band started in 1972. Over the years, Jim Watson and Bill Hicks and, and Mike Craver left the band. Tommy passed away in the early 2000s from Alzheimer's disease. When Tommy died, Jim and Mike and Bill asked me to sit in his banjo chair. Oh, wow. And so we played as we used to call it the law firm. We played as Craver, Hicks, Watson, and Newberry. <laughs> we played from 2003 until 2016. Bill Hicks became ill and later on passed away, and so that band's no more. By the way, our my first job with them was playing at the Carter Fold the night Johnny Cash showed up to sing for June's people. So that was an auspicious beginning. But anymore, I'll either do solo stuff, or I tell people, and it's really true, I'm in my two favorite duos. I play as Compton and Newberry with Mike Compton, the great mandolin player from Nashville, who was a founder of the Nashville Bluegrass Band, toured for years with John Hartford, did a lot of the Down from the Mountain and Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. And when you hear that great intro on Man of Constant Sorrow, that mandolin kickoff, that's Mike. And then also Mike toured in Elvis Costello's Sugar Canes, his acoustic band, for a couple of summer tours. He's a one and only player. And speaking of one and only players, a few years ago, Mike was on a tour in Australia for a couple of months doing a solo run, and I needed some work. And so I called up April Virch because we had been sort of dancing around, wondering if we ought to ever try and make some music. And she had some time in her schedule. We just got on like a house of fire and play really well together. So ever since 2016, I'm in my two favorite duos. April, is a she's a quadruple threat. She's a singer and a champion fiddler, step dancer, and great songwriter, too. Oh, a step dancer, too. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. She's, she's from the Ottawa Valley of Canada. And sometimes she does all of those things at the same time. <laughs> I think I better talk to April along the way. But you know what? We should really get this kicked off so people get to hear some of Joe Newberry's music. And by the way, folks, when you want to check out more about Joe, you go to his website, joenewberry.me. It's not a com and not org or anything like that. It's a 
M-E. And the link is, of course, on northernspiritradio.org. So, Joe, how are you going to kick off your Song of the Soul? Let's start off with something from April Virch, since we've been talking about her. I wrote a song some years ago called Baby, I'm Blue. When I do songwriting workshops, people will say, well, how does the muse come to you? And I say, sometimes you sit down and you say, today I'm going to write a song. But sometimes, like I did with Baby, I'm Blue, you're standing in line at the post office waiting to buy stamps for your Christmas cards. And the whole first line drops down in your head. And then you have to decide who's not getting a Christmas card that year because you turn over one of the envelopes (laughs) and write down the words on the back. And that's Baby, I'm Blue. So the thing that came down into my head, all of, a, all of a piece, was, Before you, blue was a color so splendid. I slept the night through, and blue was just something the wind did. So let's start off with a recording that Joe Newberry did with April Virch back in 2015. The album's called Going Home. It's Baby, I'm Blue. Before you. Blue was a color so splendid I slept the night through And blue was just something the wind did I lost you That's something I never intended Intended to do Baby, I'm blue Before you Blew through my life like a trade wind Blue Blue was the mark of a true friend When I lost you I learned how much I depended Depended on you, baby, I'm That was kindred Who knew That kind of love Could have ended My heart Has a tear That never be mended At least not by you Baby I'm blue a color so splendid I slept the night through Blue was just something the wind did I lost you 
something I never intended For I depended on you Baby, I'm blue Oh, it's sad, but it's true I'm lost without you Baby, I'm blue What a beautiful Christmas song, Baby, I'm Blue. You're t- if you're mailing out your Christmas letters, Joe, it must have been something of the season. Are you one of those people who gets blue right before Christmas? Well, I am, but Baby, I'm Blue, is it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas other than the fact that it was a Christmas time when I wrote it. The reason I think that it dropped down and those words dropped down in my head is that, you know, I grew up singing traditional music, singing my family's a singing family from the Ozarks. But my parents loved all sorts of music. My mother and father liked opera. They liked big band stuff. And my mother was crazy about the Mills Brothers. And Baby I'm Blue, to me, really sits in that sort of vocalese style from the 40s. Very smooth. Not a huge bunch of verses. There are three verses. There's really no chorus other than the continuing Baby I'm Blue, which comes the whole song. What kind of music do you call that, Baby I'm Blue? It's as close to jazz as anything that I've written. It's sort of a jazz torch song. How do you pronounce the name of the state where you grew up? I say, because I'm south of the Missouri River, I say Missouri. If you live north of the river, you say Missouri. But either side of the river, in the summer, everybody pronounces it Misery. That's how we (laughs) do that. So you said your family was musical. They were singers, at least. Were there instruments also? My grandfather, Newberry, could play anything by ear. On my mother's side, they played piano and sang and loved to dance. I used to watch my Uncle Fred spread out a large handkerchief and tap dance on it and never muss up the handkerchief. It was amazing. He was smooth. Well, let's go on to some more of the music of the great Joe Newberry. Is that okay to say the great? I don't know if in North Carolina or in Missouri, you have to be modest. I tend to hide my light under a bushel as pretty much. But, you know, an old time musician, if you if you say an old time musician is good, they'll say, I do all right. So I I do all right. Okay. (laughs) What should we do all right with? Why don't we go to Resurrection Day? My late sister was a, a pastor and was ill for a couple of years before she passed away. Basically, every song I wrote for a a number of years was dealing with that, that long goodbye. The other thing, my mom passed away when I was a fairly young man. So as a result, even into adulthood, when a a lady who would be, would have been about my mother's age, I just, I just, you know, would just fall hard for him. Just a mom type. And a friend of mine, her mom and I just got on like a house of fire. And her name was Patsy Warner, and she got sick. And Patsy, I, I went to see her, and she said, Honey, I'm sick, and I want you to write me a song. This is Resurrection Day. It's been done a lot of different ways. I decided to make it almost like one of the old unaccompanied ballads. And on this particular cut, it's a live recording from doing a, a Prairie Home Companion. Also singing on it is Garrison Keeler and Heather Massey with the Exchange Street Quartet playing just a bass to sing over. Joan Newberry, accompanied by these unknown people like Garrison Keeler and Heather Massey on Joe's song, Resurrection Day. You laid down your burden When you left this world of woe 
Got instrumentals from the Exchange Street Quartet, but the lead there and the song written by Joan Newberry, accompanied by Garrison Keeler and Heather Massey. I have a link to the video on northernspiritradio.org, so you can come by on my site and get there. When you want to just go and look at all the great music that Joan Newberry has produced, you won't find all of it on his website, but a good share of it you'll find at joenewberry.me. That's like me, not you. So go to joenewberry.me to follow up on his music. And again, that was Resurrection Day. You said that she requested that you write the song for her. You did it. How big of a turnaround is this? This isn't from intermission to the end, is it? It's not, but I had a song within a week or so and actually got to sing it for her. She, she passed away not too long after. I tend to write songs to help make sense of my world, to sort of comment or even give myself 
some comfort, you know. And so for a number of years, I was writing songs about sweet relatives in heaven. You know, the old country performer, you know, on the Grand Ole Opry would say, now here's some that's been awful good to me, introducing a song. And so I, I had a long, a pretty big run of writing sacred songs. And a woman came up to me at the record table doing a show, and she exhaled really almost petulantly. And she, she went, that's how she started her conversation with me. Can't you write a fun song? And I got a little pouty about it. I said, yeah. But then I had to sort of try to write a fun song. And so that's where the darker the night, the better I see comes from. It's done live, and it, you can tell it's in a honky-tonk that's going on with John Shane and F.J. Ventra. Let's head into the honky-tonk and listen to some wonderful music by Joan Newberry.
Everybody enjoyed that trip to Honky Tonk with Joe Newberry and also John Shane and F.G. Ventra. The song, The Darker the Night, The Better I See, you could see that was a live performance. Uh, the energy there is incredible. And it's incredible to have you here today, Joe, for Song of the Soul. Folks, this is a Northern Spirit Radio production website, northernspiritradio.org. And on that site, you can find links to all of our guests. So when you want to track down Joe Newberry and you find out that the website is not joenewberry.com, it's joenewberry.me, come via my site. You'll always get it right because nobody can misspell northernspiritradio.org. On our site, you find all kinds of guests from the last 15 years, and we've had a rich assortment of great talents and different styles of music. And so it's wonderful to add Joe Newberry to our list of very accomplished and moving performers. Also on the site, you'll find a place to comment on and rate the program. So please, when you visit, do your part to make communication two-way by posting a comment. There's also a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported by you, not by government, not by corporations, because you want to make it continue. When you go to Joe Newberry's site, for instance, you'll find his Patreon link and other ways that you support people, particularly in this time of COVID when they can't get out, they're performing online. So how do you connect up? Come via joenewberry.me. Also remember to support local community radio stations wherever you are. Community radio is different than public radio and different than commercial radio. It's from the community and it's normally by volunteers, but they still need your help financially. And they'll feature music that is local. They'll feature news that's local. Please help them with your hands, with your wallet, and make it continue. And again, Joe Newberry is here. Darker the night, the better we see. It was a one fun trip to a honky-tonk. Where else shall we go on this trip? Well, you know, I'm lucky to come from a singing family. I'm lucky to come from a family that loves poetry. We say that Newberries love the way words roll around in our mouth. And my grandfather, Newberry, was many things over the course of his life. He was a working cowboy. He was a preacher. He would work in the oil fields in Oklahoma. Throughout his life, he loved poetry. He had an encyclopedic memory and loved to recite Homer. And Well, about six years ago now, my cousin was cleaning out her parents' house after they died, and they found a folder, an oilskin folder, that said Sterling Newberry, 1910. And inside were poems that Grandfather had written, including Reminiscent. One stanza poem that was based on Grandfather's life as a cowboy. So I just loved that poem and committed it to memory. And I, you know, I would even put it in a show from time to time just to have a little bit of poetry hour. <laughs> and I was working on 
the Crow the Dawn album with my friend John Shane. And our producer, Dave Tilley, said, you know, I, I want one more song. I'd, I'd like it to be a little spooky. Do you have anything like that? And I said, well, I, I've got this poem that my grandfather wrote, but it's only one stanza. And John Shane said, tell me the words. I recited the stanza. And he said, I wrote a melody a long time ago that that would be perfect. And so he said, say it again. And he played the melody and I sort of said the words. It was perfect. But I turned to Tilly, the producer, and I said, well, you know, there's only one stanza. And he looked at me and he sort of rolled his eyes and he said, oh, if there was only a songwriter in the room. (laughs) And so I gave it a try. And I tried to match my grandfather's tone and the way he used his words. And so I wrote an accompanying stanza which is, I have heard the hiss of bad men's knives down in old Arkansas and howls of the Indian tribes in many a lonely draw. I have watched steam rise to the lowlands by the river's muddy shore and watched death welcome foes and friends through his eternal door. All these things will scar you, yet none can leave a mark like hearing I have been untrue as a whisper in the dark. Let's wander into Reminiscent by Joe Newberry here today for Song of the Soul. I felt the sting of Spanish darts down in old Mexico. I know the pain of bullets hot as through the flesh they go. I've ridden through the ice and snow Out on the western plain Have felt my blood turn chill and cold Beneath an icy rain All these things may hurt you Yet they cannot compare With tempest in the human which cometh unaware I've heard the hiss of bad men's knives Down in old Arkansas Howls of the engine tracks in many a lonely draw. I've watched steam rise the lowlands by the river's muddy shore. I've watched death welcome foes and friends through his eternal door. All these things may scar you. Yet none can leave a mark Like hearing I have been untrue As a whisper in the dark
cannot compare With tempest in the human heart Which cometh That incredibly beautiful song is by Joe Newbury, or maybe I should say it's by Joe Newbury and his grandfather, Sterling Newbury, and also by John Shane, providing musical accompaniment there. That's right. I love the notion that I have a co-write with my grandfather 104 years apart. How sweet. It's called Reminiscent, and it is on John and Joe's album, Crow the Dawn, released back in 2016. Really, it is such a beautiful, beautiful song. Have I mentioned yet that you've got some beautiful pipes? Well, thank you very much. I I love to sing. I love it. Did you start out as a singer? I mean, were you in choirs back in the day or all that? I was never in choir. I was in band. I was a drummer. But I always sang. Our family, that's, that's what we would do around the campfire when we would travel. My father loved to sing. And as I get older, I'll sing a song, an old family song, and I'll hear his phrasing. It's a, it's a good feeling. It's like having him there a little bit. Now, you mentioned your grandfather, who wrote the first verse of that song, did some preaching along the way, along with everything else that he did in his life. You mentioned you have a sister who worked in that capacity as well. I know that you've written a whole lot of sacred songs, songs that are on that edge. So have you got religion deep in your bones? Is it past, present, and going into the future? Yes, sir. It would be the Alpha and Omega. I was raised in faith and continue to practice my faith now. We were raised in the Presbyterian Church. My sister was married to a a fellow who worked at small Lutheran colleges. Amy would go to chapel with him and fell in love with the Lutheran service. And so she found, she had a call to the ministry and went to seminary. She got sick. She, She was diagnosed with breast cancer in her last year of seminary. So even during treatments, she was ordained and answered a part-time call. She was a co-pastor in Ohio and and pastored for a couple of years before she passed away. So I have a deep streak of faith in me. As a matter of fact, the next song that I I was going to suggest that we play, it's called On This Christmas Day. And I was doing a show in Cambridge, Massachusetts, in a beautiful old restored church. It was gorgeous. It was right around the second of the week of December. Snow, as you might expect, lots of it. And for some reason, after sound check, the phrase snow falls around the manger and love melts it away. Greet the host of angels on this Christmas day. It just popped into my head. And so I kept writing before the show. I didn't perform it that night, but I pretty much got the song done before the show that night. It was a Saturday. I got back to the hotel, and I knew that my sis, odds are, she was going to be working on her sermon, maybe had not even started her sermon. So I called her up, and I would, I would do that a lot. I would either call her or email her, just check in. This night, I sent her an email, and I said, Sister, I've written a Christmas song. And she emailed back, and it was almost like I could hear the sigh. <sighs> Send me the words. Because maybe she thought it was going to be about gumdrops and candy canes and things like that. 
And so I emailed her all of the words, the next two verses as well. And she wrote back right away and she said, oh, you mentioned God and everything. <laughs> was that a surprise? <laughs> I, I don't, it's like, no, I, I, honey, I'm not a pagan, you know, but I think, I, I guess she had in her mind that I wasn't, I had been writing other kinds of things. I'd been writing you know, bluegrass songs. I'd been writing things like that. Anyway, the one tweak that she had for it, in one of the verses, I say, Hear three royal strangers sing of a star obeyed, shielded from all dangers on this Christmas day. From the east they traveled, is what I said, a message to convey the mysteries unraveled on this Christmas day. And she emailed again and said, you need to tweak that because on Christmas day, the wise men had not arrived yet. (laughs) Yes. So that's why from the east they travel, a message to convey the mysteries unravel on this Christmas day. And then this, I'm, I guess I'm going to go ahead and give all the words because it's, it's really probably my one of the favorite set of lyrics I've ever written. The last verse, and I, I see people smile, give little Charlie Brown smiles in the audience when I sing this. Because, see the precious infant made from holy clay. What a lovely present on this Christmas day with just the perfect mother to guide him on his way. A baby like no other on this Christmas day. I do a holiday run with April Virch every year, and it's one of our most requested when we go out and, and do the Newberry and Virch holiday cheer tour. So folks, listen in as Joe Newberry shares. This is a live performance from the Triad stage in Greensboro back in 2013 on this Christmas day. Falls round the manger, love melts it away. Greet the host of angels on this Christmas day. When the Lamb starts speaking, they kneel down to pray. You'll find the peace you're seeking on this Christmas day. Alleluia sings the choir. Alleluia, come what may Alleluia, every hour, every hour of Christmas Day Here three royal strangers sing of a star obeyed Shielded from all danger on this Christmas Day From the east they travel message to convey the mysteries unravel on this Christmas day Alleluia sings a choir Alleluia come what may Alleluia every hour every hour of Christmas day Baby like no other 
on this Christmas day. Hallelujah sings the choir. Hallelujah come what may. Hallelujah every hour, every hour of Christmas day. Hallelujah sings the choir. Hallelujah come what may. Hallelujah every hour, every hour of Christmas day. What a beautiful song by Joe Newberry on this Christmas Day. Joe, I've got to add it to a repertoire of our monthly song circle. We're actually meeting this Sunday, and even though it's August, I think we need to do that song. And I'll go ahead and send words and chords along. That'd be great. So, Joe... You do have some gifted pipes. You have a gifted soul to send this in. You said you were raised Presbyterian and your sister went on to be called and she was ordained as Lutheran. Are you another variety of faith? You know, it's funny. I belong to our Presbyterian church here in North Carolina, but sometimes when I'm missing my sister, I'll go to a Lutheran service just because it reminds me so much of the joy that she had. Makes me feel a little closer to her. And your grandfather, when he would take the hour out of the working day of the saloon where he would preach, what flavor was he preaching? Baptist. I mentioned that my my grandfather only had one large church in his life. There was a large church in Springfield, Missouri, the largest town in Greene County. And it was right around 1928. And his superior, I guess you would call him a deacon or uh, maybe the bishop, the person in charge of the region, came to Grandfather Newberry and said, well, preacher, I need you to tell your flock to vote against Al Smith. And Grandfather said, why is that? His superior said, because he's Catholic. And Grandfather said, well, I can't do that. And the man said, why not? And Grandfather said, because this is America. Shortly thereafter, he they stripped him of that church. And for the rest of his life, he would preach in small country churches. But grandfather was fond of saying, and I I say this when I'm playing shows, if it's great turnout, great. If it's a light turnout, grandfather would always say, we preach the sermon to one or 100. The sermon is the same. Amen. (laughs) We've got a little bit more time left for Song of the Soul today. I'd like to cram in a couple more songs. I mean, cram maybe isn't the right word. What should we share next, Joe? You know, you were very kind to mention that you like my singing. But let's give the folks listening a break, and we'll play one one of my songs that was recorded by the Gibson Brothers, Lee and Eric Gibson from upstate New York, one of the finest bluegrass bands in the world. Lee and Eric, I, I met them around 2008, and we started playing music back and forth at one of these music camps. I would sing one of my songs, and Eric and Lee would say, that's great, where did you learn that? And, and I would say, well, that's, that's one of mine. So we got along great, and they put a couple of my numbers on their next album after we met. Ever since, I've had cuts on Gibson Brothers albums. This one is called Singing As We Rise. I wrote Singing As We Rise at the world's most aptly named music camp called Sorefingers in the United Kingdom. <laughs> they, they, you, when you teach there, you work about 18 hours a day, and your, your fingers literally throb at night. You can feel your pulse in your fingertips. 
But it's also marvelous to be that immersed in music because it uncaps creativity. I was walking to breakfast during that week, and a friend of mine I was walking to breakfast with said, Did you hear those larks this morning? They were singing as they rose. And I thought, oh my God, what a beautiful thing to think. And so I wrote what would be a, we would call a father, mother, brother song, sort of the same idea using different relatives. The Gibson brothers recorded it. It was Lee and Eric, and then they asked Ricky Skaggs to come in and sing one of the verses, which I thought was just the coolest. The song is Singing As We Rise by Joe Newberry. That's who wrote it. It's performed here by the Gibson Brothers.
Joe Newberry's song, Singing As We Rise, performed by the Gibson Brothers. That's another one I'm going to have to take to our monthly song circle. Let's go on one more musical trip. Where do you want to ship us off to to close out your Song of the Soul, Joe? I think we ought to close out our visit with I Know Whose Tears. The full title is I Know Whose Tears Would Come Down to Me. It started life as a three-line poem that was read at Sarah Carter's funeral. It's by Rudyard Kipling. All that was there was, if I were hanged on the highest hill, I know whose love would follow me still. If I were slain in a foreign land, I know whose touch would take my hand. If I were damned body and soul, I know whose prayers would make me whole. Mother of mine, mother of mine. And I read, I read that great book about the Carter family, and that three-line poem was in the book. So I wrote three other couplets, and I wrote a chorus, and I, I made it into I Know Whose Tears Would Come Down to Me. I, it's got one of my favorite choruses ever, which, you know, I'm an unabashed mama's boy. I miss my mom every day. And so the chorus is, Mother, my first companion, Mother, my truest friend, Mother, way up in heaven, we'll meet again. I love everything that I've heard from you so far. It's so obviously conveyed with a real human heart behind it. It's not about polish, although you've got plenty of polish. Don't get me wrong there. It's about the deeper thing underneath, and I feel that so solidly in everything you've shared. I appreciate so much that you brought it here today for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you for doing what you're doing. And I meant to tell you that in Columbia, Missouri, when I was in college, I worked at an NFCB community radio station, KOPN. So, folks, we go out with our visit with Joan Newberry today. And by the way, I have to send off thanks again to Leslie Evers for connecting us up. What a wonderful person she is. I talked to her just a few weeks ago, and my life has already blossomed in so many ways because of that connection. We'll end with Joe Newberry's song, his website, joenewberry.me. The link's on northernspiritradio.org, just as you'd expect. And we end here with I Know Whose Tears. And we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. If I were hanged on the highest hill If I were hanged on the highest hill If I were hanged on the highest hill I know whose love would soothe me still If I were slain in a foreign land If I were slain in a foreign land If I were slain Touch would take my hand, mother, my first companion, mother, my truest friend, mother. Way up in heaven, we'll meet again. If I were killed in the battle strike
drowned in the salt sea If I were drowned in the salt sea If I were drowned in the salt sea I know whose tears would come down to me Mother, my first companion Mother, my truest friend Mother, way up in heaven We'll meet again In the cause of right If I were dead In the cause of right I know whose lamp Would pierce the night And if I were damned Both body and soul If I were damned Both body and soul If I were damned I know whose prayers, sweet prayers would make me whole. Mother, my first companion, mother, my truest friend, mother, hey up in heaven, we'll meet again. Oh, mother, my first companion, mother, my truest friend, mother, hey up in heaven, we'll The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.